previously on the Die As Cast podcast. You're listening to the following program on TFN Audio from the Fantasy Network, where independent creators and fans of fantasy, sci-fi, horror, and gaming meet to create, stream, and support the shows that they love. Creator distributed, fan supported, that's TFN. Find this and many more great programs at watch.thefantasy.network slash audio. Uh, They are now all currently gathered at the base of the western side of the river. They have been struggling to get back to the main part of town. They have a few hours until day one of the grand mustering begins. So... We have a few hours before this all goes down, and and my, I feel like we're going to all need to be in that arena to pick out some people with some cross-stitching. I, I really need, I think I need to find Veridan. I'm He has my key. I missed Faye's fight, and I don't know if my pirate queen is dead or not, but I also think that if I make contact with Faye, or I guess who's left... I can kind of, I don't know, secure our ride out of here. Which, by the way, we still have to get some of those things back to Alice and Lise, also a loose. The box. Oh, right. Oh, my the, God, the box the of rats. Chest. I would be happy to take the noble mission of informing the seat of Manros <laughs> of the impending collapse of the tournament itself. <laughs> okay. The entire <laughs> purpose for us being here. Right. We have to get across the river. We have to get going. Uh, you have six hours. Right. So... I, I hate to suggest it, but I, I feel like we need to split up. I'm going to go check on Faye. Maeve, you're going to go check on Veridan. Chisk, you're going to get the rats, the double mm-hmm. rat and the rat king. Mm-hmm. And Templar, you're going to the arena. You're going to the seat. So well, it's a plan then. Uh, so just to be crystal clear, you guys are all meeting back at the entrance to the seat of Mavros. Yes, the bigger yes. old arena. In one hour. Okay. Let's get it done. Welcome to the Die As Cast Podcast. Templar's Verge. Templar, you and Blaine and La Jolla and Big Willard, you are standing now looking at the bridge. It is currently up. You have to get to see Sergeant Dolomite. You have to burst in there and bring them on board. How do you get across the river? Surely one of these people can swim. Isn't that a thing <laughs> living bodies can do? So, uh, all of you plunge in. Now, now, Blaine is so hyped up, he jumps into the water. But he is paddling one-handed, because he's got, he's got you. He's holding you above the water so you don't get rusty or whatever. Idiot. No, put me in the scabbard, Blaine. Blaine, put me... <laughs> all right. So he, now he starts... He gets about ten feet sort of above his head and... oh. I just realized something. I don't know how to swim. And he starts to go down. 
So give me a strength check. All right, not terrible. He is a strong boy, if dumb. Nineteen. A nineteen. He struggles. He struggles back up in the water. Eddie. Blade. Eddie. Yeah. Remember. Remember. I cannot leave you. It's okay to let me go. I have this thing. Blaine can't be um, disarmed of Templar. So if he lets Templar go, they will fall into the river. And then as soon as he gets to the other side, he can teleport right. Templar to his hand. So let's try that, Blaine. Remember, I'll be with you. Bigler's uh, like, what are, you, what are you doing? Come on, come on over here. And he comes, comes over and he'll, he'll start tugging on, uh, on Blaine as well. So that'll give him advantage on his next strength check. One more strength check. Uh, he has to make three. So he has two more strength checks to sort of flail himself across the river. So much water in his sinuses. Come on. Oh, six? <laughs> okay. With, that was with advantage? Oh, with advantage. Okay. Come on. Come on now, Blaine. Uh, five? <laughs> okay. So he starts dragging the the river former river rat champion down under the water as well. Mavros, give me patience. I can see it from the bottom of this river, how we disgrace you. Come on, Blaine, one more time. So you see, you look up and it's that very cinematic shot of the of the two struggling bodies looking down through the through the water. Now, he is gonna need a constitution check to hold his breath as he makes another attempt. He's gonna have quite the ear infection after this. It's a nat 20, tough boy. <laughs> Alright! So he comes up and he, he's planted in the top of the water and he's coughing. And he now just has that one more check to make it all the way to the other side, splashing. And around you, there are, are boats very slowly, methodically moving across the water. I'm so glad I'm not up there with him so nobody can see that this is my creation. All right. Come on, Blaine. Um, with advantage this time or no? Yep. You Kay. bet. Oh, my God. A 10 is the best he can do. <laughs> All right. So he starts going down again. And again, that was with advantage? That was with, yeah, I rolled a, uh, <laughs> so, a 7 and a 3. All right. So by this time, I'm going to have to get Willard to get a constitution check because he's dr- he's literally trying to drag Blaine from the water. Oh, he, that's okay. So I just need another constitution check from you. All right. Okay. One more. Here we go. 14. Okay. So he drags himself panting and dripping and coughing and water's coming out of his mouth and he's like oh I, I never drunk so much in my life <sighs> don't tell lies Blaine we all know you have drunk much more than that in your past well the upside is first time in my life I've actually drunk like a fish <sighs> Blaine do the thing teleport me back Blaine I'm in the bottom <laughs> of the river all right, so he he reaches for you, and you you appear, and he and he and he's lying still in the water, and he just holds the blade up, and, and Big Willard's kneeling on the shore beside him, like I have never seen anybody who who so determinately can't swim. He just loves failure. We're really working on it. I promise. Uh, Lahoy is uh, waiting patiently on the edge. She's managed to swim across, and somehow her hair looks majestic. She hasn't even got it wet. And she helps Blaine. <laughs> so between the big Willard and La Jolla, they, they haul Blaine up and, and you guys are now sitting on the edge of the, well, I guess it's, it's docks along the riverbank here. There's several boats on this side. You can hear the sounds of 
music starting up off in the distance. Do I recognize it as indicating the start of something like the festival, or is this just a, a party? It is the start of the uh, of the Grand Trinity Processional. So the Grand Trinity Processional is the basically the walk of all of the churches, the various churches from around the continent. And of course, Mavros, you know this, is an aspect of Mavros is Thor. The other a- aspect of Mavros is Perrin. So there are various aspects of Mavros, and each of these churches, each of these temples celebrate their head cleric or high priest or grand... Puba. <laughs> Puba uh, are, are all here for the great, the grand bustering, of course. So, Perfect. Yes, it's, it's, you hear it starting up in the distance. Uh, it's currently not where it is where you guys are now, but you can head into town. We proceed. I, I am going to go invisible in Blaine's hand so as to not you know draw petty thieves towards us we have important business and just head over there directly I think so looking for the main entrance gate Big Willard you have a boss that we're supposed to speak to yes this Dolomite Yes, Sergeant Dolomite. He, 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 he's in charge of the uh, the foe fighters. He he, he he will help us for sure. He, he's he's got to listen this time. Uh huh. My companions have warned me that this man is not the most helpful. Perhaps we might need to be persuasive. He's just busy because there's a lot going on. Like, look, so much stuff going on. So anyway, uh, you move towards the center of town. Uh, this would be a, a a little bit of a strange experience for you, Templar, because the last time you saw the seat of Mavros, this was basically all buildings and, you know, there was grand archways and big gardens and open plazas. And now these have all been destroyed and crushed. And, you know, there's there's bits of ruins and there's tents set up and wagons in amongst all of the ruins. The the once fine cobblestone streets are all broken and pitted. The seat of Mavros, really only the majesty of the seat itself remains. So it would be a little bit of a a shock for you. A great cataclysm has occurred in this world. I regret that I was not here to see it. Where do the Valkyries lie? Do they remain? Totally, these Valkyries are still here. They've been busy, but we still pray to them, of course. I must visit. I must see them. After we, of course, foil this terrible plot to destroy the tournament. Totally. Yes, totally. Uh, You come uh, near the grand entrance, and you can see people are starting to line up on either side. They have this big crowd control as... Uh, there is a full range of fighters from across the continent. All of these people have, well, either they, they were competitors who didn't make it, they themselves were local heroes in their regions, but they are all here now. There are, you know, there's fighters, there's barbarians, there's paladins, all all lined up more or less quietly. There's a few fights that break out, but again, nothing nothing major. So Big Willard sort of nods at you and, and, he, and, he, and he leads you off. Is when you come around the corner, you see him sort of tugging on, trying to get the Noel's attention as, as Dolomite issues uh, orders. And, yes, I, I don't care. Right now, I couldn't care about uh, the silken cushions. For God's for marvelous sake, I, I don't have time for uh, fuss. Yes, yeah, yes, Willard, good, good to see you. Where, where have you been? Ah, you, 
You look, uh, you shouldn't even dress up for today. Today's the opening, my good man. Sergeant Dolomite, I presume. You see him sort of stop and he, and he, and he, he looks, he, yes, yes. I don't want to alarm you or create any sort of chaos in an already chaotic time. Sergeant Dolomite, I am Templar's Verge. Perhaps you have heard of me. Dash it all. Where's that voice coming from? Look, this imbecile before you, this human man, surprisingly buff, but... Uh, I'm just going to ask, are you still invisible? Yes. Okay. (laughs) All right. All right. This man who, who does resemble David Suzuki, the noted botanist, naturalist from the far flung country, Canada. He is burying Templar's Verge, me. The great sword of Mavros. We have we have news. You must listen. You can roll me. Let's see. Do you want to persuade him or do you want to intimidate him? Ooh, I think I want to persuade him. You don't want to start at a hundred. You can always go there if, if I need, need to. to. Yeah. Okay. Right. Let's uh, let's okay. roll persuasion here. Ah, uh, twelve. A <laughs> uh, uh, twelve. He says, "Who is this? This is some uh, uh, spirit, uh, un- unseen." La Jolla, Vanessa La Jolla, perhaps you can speak to the verity of my statements? This knoll is, like, so low-class. Uh, I don't even know how to talk to him. This is La Jolla, and this is the sword, the legendary sword. Oh, my God. You can roll her, her persuasion, too. She gets a plus four, actually. She's very charismatic. She and I both... Oh, she got a nat 20! Go, Vanessa! Oh. <laughs> okay, so it's like, listen, I haven't got. He seems to like sort of prip himself up and he says, Oh, yes, yes, uh, Lady Hoya, good to see you. Your, your family's doing well. Uh, what's this you say? What's this about? Uh, Stop some blathering. Magic sword? Stop blathering. Dolomite. Oh, my. Sergeant Dolomite, <laughs> the entire tournament is on the edge of a knife. The whole thing could topple at a moment's notice. People have been planted like bombs in the crowds. Somebody is scheming to take down the entire event. You must listen to me. I see. Uh, well, uh, yes, all right, all right, yes. Tell me more about this. What's this about uh, bombs? Bombs. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's go uh, in. in we'll, go, we'll go here where it's quieter. And he sort of leads you into this. He has a big tent, and he out, 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 out. I have words, and so he calls. You know, he shoes everyone out of this sort of big organizational tent that he has set up, and, and he sits down. Now, start from the, the beginning. Who are you? I reveal myself in Blaine's hand. I am Templar's Verge, the Sword of Mavros. Oh, my. I was fortunate to find your employees, Gideon Sweets, Maeve Maldorava, and Chisk of the Pinions, your great oh, warriors. Yes, yes the, the, the Piney. I haven't, I haven't seen them for a few days. I, 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 thought they, I thought they left. Yes, you abandoned them in their time of need as they were struggling below the city here to solve the mystery of what threatens the tournament. La Jolla herself was taken captive. La Jolla, if you don't mind, could you reveal the evidence of your mutilation? Yes, yeah, so she sort of, that's the front of the thing, and shows the sort of scar down her chest, and she's like, this is not going to come out easily. It will take years of steaming and dry cleaning to get the stains out. It is 
entirely undignified. Some sort of bug creatures were capturing the paladins, the clerics, the fighters for the tournament, implanting acid into their chests, impregnating them with parasites. Parasites? <laughs> you see, he kind of leans back. I'll just get you to roll me a perception. Oh boy, not great. <laughs> It's a three. I have a minus one perception. Uh, two. <laughs> okay. I'm just right. lathering on. Parasites in the backs of their necks. And <laughs> they were mind controlled. We were lucky to save this one, but we couldn't save them all. Mantises. Goats. That's right. Uh, distressing news. Uh, here. I, I'll call in uh, two of my uh, lieutenants. Wait here. Okay. And so uh, he disappears out into the crowd. You hear him. Yelling and it and it fades off for a minute. Big Willard, is this normal for this man to be so dismissive of important news like this? Well, I've only ever talked to him when he's uh, when he's busy, because you know, of course, it, it doesn't happen. We're not here twenty four seven, so uh, when I when I'm volunteering, it's I I think so. In my experience, he's always got so much on the go. He's so so busy. Blaine, can you please? Follow, open the tent flap so we can see who he's speaking to. If there's anybody outside of this tent who bear the same marks as La Jolla, we should look. So you flip the flap open. Yeah, you'd roll me another perception there, my perceptive blade. <laughs> and highly ambitious, not so perceptive. Let's try. Nine. <laughs> nope, nope, you can't see anybody who looks suspicious. Blaine, or rather, hold me in up your higher. view, they all look suspicious. That's right. Hold me <laughs> higher, Blaine. You're ruining this for me. Blaine, Blaine, do better. Yeah, it's it's probably a very long 10 minutes. You see him uh, coming back. He has uh, two monks with him. So Two monks? Uh, they, do I they, recognize this? You recognize the monks? Yes, I was warned. I was warned previously that... These mantises are masquerading as monks when they're out in the city. La Jolla, are these the people? Are they the same as the ones who captured you? Do they look the same? La Jolla! All right, so the two of you are looking, so you can roll perception with advantage. Okay. Come on, minus one. (laughs) One of them was a two, but one of them was a 19, so 18. Yes, uh, you could see that both of these have very still near identical faces. And as they come in to the tent... We stab them. <laughs> Blade. Okay. This is not a time for music. This is a time for action. All right. Hi, this is Arif Silverman, and I wanted to let you know that my radio play, Black Blade, is now available to stream on the Fantasy Network. The play chronicles the apex of a decades-long witch hunt and includes ancient forests, wyverns, and magic swords. A diverse cast of characters and team members tell a subversive, timely story about a world racked with political and environmental struggles. I hope you'll tune in. TFN Audio. Creator-distributed. Fan-supported. Roll me that stabbing action. All right. Uh, a 17 to hit. That will hit. Two-handed blade. Two hands on my hilt at all times. Oh, maximum damage. Uh, 14. All right. So you bring yourself down onto this mug. I was about to say, yeah, you know, never mind. If you, you, if you bring can yourself- imagine it, I do bring myself down. Yes. <laughs> and this leathery face of this mug splits open. And you see uh, this strange, creamy, 
gross material surge out of it as it twists around and you see Dolomite pull out his sword and leap towards you. We have been infiltrated. Dolomite, it was you all along. I knew you couldn't be so... All right. Let's do initiative. So we'll start with... Oh, hold on. Oh, Kevin, you're going to be fighting yourself so much in this battle. <laughs> you know, I get that all day long. <laughs> just, I just have to, you know, squelch whatever urges I have throughout the day. <laughs> just save it for D&D. If you got to battle it out, <laughs> save it for D&D. All right. Oh, so La Jolla gets a 20... One nice. I got a seventeen. If that's up there, actually, you know what? I'll get you to roll. I'll get you to roll La Jolla for me. Like roll her attacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So she goes first. So who are you attacking? Let's let her hit the other monk, not the one that Blaine just hit, but the other one. All right. She got a twelve to hit. That will not hit the monk, I'm afraid. Swing wide. Does she have two attacks? She does. All right. Second attack. Worse. Eight to hit. Just she is swinging wildly. Templar says, Lady La Jolla, perhaps you are, your mind is not in the battle yet. Steal yourself. Steady yourself. Think. Big Willard pulls out his rat chopper. He'll work on the uh, other monk. Big Willard, you're not... Are you, are you afeard of attacking your former boss? He has been incapacitated, compromised. Attack him. I can't do it. I've worked with him for three years. He he, he had he had supper at my at my mom's house with me. I admire your loyalty against my better judgment. All right, it is your turn. Templar and Blaine are going to try and finish off this one monk. So we'll take two attacks. Right. Uh, first attack rolls with advantage because Templar will help Blaine. Uh, I rolled a nat one on one, so I'm going to re-roll it. Maybe it'll turn into a twenty with my luck feature. <gasps> it did. You just have to, you know, I said that thing. You just have to say things with confidence and they happen. It happened. All right. I am a powerful sorcerer. I didn't even know. Okay, so that's a nat 20 on my first attack. Yes, this, I'm not cheating at D&D. Okay, I didn't think you were cheating. I feel like I'm cheating because it had, I, I, wow. Okay, I, I'm not cheating. Back in the game. 1d10. First attack. 18 points of slashing damage. Well, you tell me how you finish off this first monk. I think um, that whatever mantis cream that came out of it the first time, there's like a big spray of it against the, the tent flap. And then on the back slash, it just decapitates it. Okay, you're right. I introduced the cream idea. You and now said the I word cream, so we must. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have to work with it. All right. <laughs> Uh, okay, second attack I'll take against Dolomite. Um, not trying to kill him, but trying to incapacitate him, certainly. So I'm going to like try and chop out his the tendons behind his knees. I'm, I'm really not cheating at D&D. I rolled another nat 20. I'm really not cheating. <laughs> you know what? I can tell by your soul. <laughs> because of you. Know. All right. I'm so good at this game. What can I say? I'm just, I'm just, wow. You win at D&D. I have the skills. Oh All right, God. so you drive that sword. You drive yourself deep into this, into, oh no, into Dolomite now. Into Dolomite, yeah. Trying to take him down at the knees. 16 points of damage. Ooh, you are radiating light and power of Mavros. 
Uh, and also just roll me a critical hit eight-sider, please. One. All right, you get an additional damage dice roll. Oh, wow. You can add another dice. Another five points? Another five points of damage. So you, like, twist yourself in the wound, and he lets out this... Have you no respect? This is the seat of Mavros. The Valkyries will rise again. And we are at the remaining monk. So... From underneath what would be the the robes of the monk, as this thing flips around, these two uh, freakishly long arms whip out and slash at you. Oh, dear. So, one is a 12 and one is a one. (laughs) One is a one. Neither of the, it's because um, Blaine is sort of covered in mantis cream. He's kind of slippery. <laughs> he is kind of slippery. <laughs> All right, I'll get you to roll me an eight cider, please. Three. All right. So it stumbles backwards and impales itself on itself. Oh. And it takes eight points of damage from falling backwards and somehow cracking an arm. You thought you could topple Mavros with people like this working for you? Dolomite. Dolomite. Come now. Lady La Jolla is up. Uh, there's still that one mantis that just toppled down and tried to get that one. Uh, she got in that one, so everybody's slipping in mantis cream. You want me to roll an eight-sider? I do. Okay. Six. Yeah, it's definitely slipping in mantis cream because she <laughs> drops her sword and is scrambling for it, so she's unable to take any more attacks this round. Big Willard lashes out, and his sword clangs up against the hard carapace of the monk as he is unable to pierce it. And it's you, Templar. So there is one badly wounded monk, one semi-wounded Dolomite. Finish off the monk. We will take care of Dolomite. Blaine! Knock him out. Uh, 12? <laughs> that was with advantage. Come on, so. everybody. Gotta say it. You gotta say it with confidence. 12. It's a, it's a natural 12. A natural 12. It wasn't a natural 12. It was a natural 5. <laughs> All right. That is a miss. Blaine, focus. Okay. Second attack. Oh, Blaine, you embarrass me. I, we really must speak about the end of our relationship. Anyway, uh, 13? That is also... You know, I, I've noticed one thing, that when we don't hit, it's my fault. But when we do hit, it's the majesty of the, of the blade. I'm just pointing that out. Focus your mind, Blaine McNutt. We have work to do. Don't get distracted by semantics. Dolomite. Oh my goodness, Dolomite fumbles. Oh god. <laughs> For his first attack. Let's see how he does. He does not... I'll get you to roll me another eight-sider. Nat ones and twenties all around. Five. Oh! So he reaches out and he leans back, wails. He slashes the monk by accident. The blade sticking into the monk's chest. The monk lets out this weird insectoid howl of betrayal. And it's the monk's turn. And he's still... He's missing. (laughs) Second one is a 14. That could hit. That won't hit us. No. So you whip yourself down and you block this claw as it slashes at Blaine. Ha! 
And we are back to La Jolla. Okay. She picks up her sword again. She will um, steady her grip and take an attack at the monk from behind that is trying to hit Blaine with a seven to hit. (laughs) (laughs) We thought this battle might be complicated with all these NPCs, and it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, second attack, second attack. Let's see what happens. Uh, Oh, well, a 19. Okay, so 21 to hit. That is a hit. So she finds the balance of the short sword and she drives it in. All right, nine points then. Tell me how she ends the life of the monk. She cuts it open, but does, like is very careful not to make the cream go everywhere so that she can like preserve her pristine air of <laughs> paladinness. You see her sort of rise over this monk and, and, and drive this short sword in a very unsatisfying to her way of <laughs> deep into the thorax of this monk. And she goes, and ew. It, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and then she watches the monk sort of curl up into a little ball, all of its legs wrapped in tight. So... Dolomite lets out a roar. This can't continue. And you see it kind of, you see Dolomite kind of twitching a little bit. And, and then as he turns and, and shifts a bit, and he's got his head sort of twisted at a very unnatural angle. Sergeant Dolomite, have you had enough? You see sort of coming from, from the back of his head, sort of this antenna of this creature and he says I, I guess you can well it's a triumph and the, the voice is shifting and changing as Dolomite is caught into the throes of this thing and it launches itself this former Dolomite creature launches himself at you in a flurry of, of rage and attack First hit is a 20. Second hit is a miss. A 20 will hit. 14 points of damage. Holy shit. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Blaine. Blaine. My friend. Blaine. Come back to me now. Focus. Blaine is like really, really shook. Really um, wobbly up there. It's the paladin's turn. La Jolla. So she'll just go around behind uh, the Dolomite creature and try and take a strike at the back of his neck where she knows that a parasite would have been implanted, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, 19 to hit. All right. So she is able to slash at the the creature embedded in Dolomite's neck. Okay. And she does uh, 11 points of slashing damage, piercing damage. Sorry, it's a short sword. And she's targeting specifically the creature? I think so. She knows that, right? She was victim of it herself. Mm-hmm. So you hear this strange, again, strangled cry come from Dolomite's throat as the roachling that is attached to the back of his neck is killed. Sergeant Dolomite? So you see Dolomite sort of bend backwards again at, a, at an extremely awful angle as you hear this crack and crunch and dolomite pitches forward face first into the dirt floor of the tent and we are out of combat blaine check on him sergeant dolomite sergeant dolomite are you hello are you alive is he alive blaine uh roll me a medicine check three ah no he's a goner (laughs) but we win 
Okay, thank you, Blaine. Uh, um, if you could just just uh, leave me here in the ground so I can see, and you just take a uh, take a breather back there. I see you're staggered by the battle. Uh, La Jolla, is he alive? Big Willard, right. is this man alive? No, he's totally dead. Okay. <laughs> she, no, he, no, no, she she can't tell for sure. She's uh, she herself is feeling a little bit. Well, you know what? Good order to give a check at it. Uh, yeah, he's he's still he's still breathing, but he doesn't look good. Remarkable. He's he's, he's bleeding from from several places. Uh, La Jolla, I know that you have been shaken many times on this dark day, but could you? use a small amount of your power to revive Dolomite. I do think he could help us still to to stop this terrible attack. He was in a position of power here. He might know things. Of course. Yeah. yeah raw. Yes. Oh, yeah. And she, she leans over and she presses her palm on, it, on his poor brow and she calls on the spirit of Mavros and she begins to glow and, and you begin to glow and seven points of healing pours into Dolomite, and you see his body. He starts to to, to sit up, and he and he's looking around, uh, but he's got this quasi vacant look in his eyes. And this this corpse of this bug creature is hanging off him, and you can see the stitching in the middle of his chest. Sergeant Dolomite, I'm so sorry. I've always envied that mortals have eyes from which they can produce tears. If I had eyes myself, they would be wet for your sorrow today. I I hate that this has happened to you. Something terrible is about to happen at the seat of Mavros. Do you know how we can check the attendance? Others like you may have been compromised. As he stands up, you, he, he, you see him sort of look around and then... He pulls out his dagger and he shoves it into his own no stomach. And from deep inside, you feel this, just a single silent little pop as the room starts to fill with this strange melon smell. We should go. We have to leave. We have to leave. This is going to keep happening. Check the crowds. And he immediately sort of tips forward. Don't touch him. We leave. We're not touching him. We're not touching him, Kevin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you you race out of the tent, and we will hold it there for now. Oh, no. Everybody's going to die. Okay. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Tell us how we can find you on the internet. Well, if you open a web browser and go to www.google.com, and then you put in the search bar and you search for Instagram, and you open that site, then you might be able to find me on Instagram at at B. That's the only place that I exist. Can I give a little shout out to Michael Rollins and Caleb Wilden, who wrote the Sentient Weapon supplement that I've been very much enjoying playing? Yes, absolutely. And I myself have also enjoyed, I have the Fantasy Grounds version, and uh, it is a slick, relatively complete new system. You can find us at diascast.com. You can find us at the Diascast on both Twitter and Facebook. Find us on the Discord. 
please like us, leave us a review. If you leave us a review, we will feature you as an upcoming NPC, as Blaine, the bearer of Templar, can attest. <laughs> or maybe, you know, Diamond Gap, the um, unsteady yes, corpse. absolutely. <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody. We will talk to you next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye. We'll see you next week. Hi, this is Arif Silverman, and I wanted to let you know that my radio play, Black Blade, is now available to stream on the Fantasy Network. The play chronicles the apex of a decades-long witch hunt and includes ancient forests, wyverns, and magic swords. A diverse cast of characters and team members tell a subversive, timely story about a world racked with political and environmental struggles. I hope you'll tune in.